What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Arnie's, where three guys ready to embrace David Harbour and leave Tim Allen behind with nothing better to do. I'm Matt Johnson, and I really do believe that we need John Leguizamo and everything. I'm Keith Baker, and I would definitely have a beer with this Santa. And I'm Austin Terry, and this is the version of Santa Claus I think we should be telling our kids about. On today's show, of course, we'll be discussing the new David Harbour as Santa holiday action flick, Violent Night. But tying into your intro, Austin, I want to ask you guys, who do we think is the best Santa out there? Yeah, I was actually running through a list of actors that have played Santa Claus uh, before we started today. And honestly, before I watched the Santa Clauses, I would have said Tim Allen. Whoa, but me too. The Santa Clauses <laughs> has kind of taken away from my love of Tim Allen. Um, I guess I have a follow up question, though, for you guys. Did you guys know that Kevin James has played Santa Claus on Sesame Street? No, I didn't know that. But you know what? I kind of want to see that now. (laughs) I like Kevin James. (laughs) The King of Queens now. (laughs) The King of the North Pole. Sign me up. Also the zookeeper. (laughs) I always forget about the zookeeper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know another good Santa Claus that I've always appreciated? Paul Giamatti in Fred Claus. Oh, yeah, you know I love Fred Claus. That movie, movie for me, is a a 2 out of 10. If it it did not have Paul Giamatti, it would drop to a 1 out of 10. A 2? I'd give it at least a (laughs) 6. That's too high. That's way too high. I think Austin said it best. Before the Santa Clauses, I probably earnestly would have said Tim Allen, but I really just don't feel good about saying it anymore. It's honestly sad. He should have just, he should have stayed away. Yeah. Maybe if he wasn't making so many like unionization jokes, then maybe uh, I'd still have some love for him. <laughs> he was so upset he got recast as uh, as Buzz Lightyear that he was like, you know what, Disney, give me my Santa Claus TV show. And, and for some reason they said, okay. All right. Well, that's some good Santa talk. And like you guys said, I'm sure we'll have some more next week when it comes to our brackets. That'll be fun. But Let's stick in the present. (laughs) Present, get it? I thought about that one for a little bit. Um, (laughs) Violent Night, guys. I don't really have too much of a preamble here. I just, ever since I heard about this movie, obviously David Harbour is somebody I really like. So the idea of him playing Santa just sounded kind of fun. But really kind of the sell for me, and I'm, I'm sure it was for you guys. I just love a good holiday premise. I feel like I've mentioned that on both of our previous brackets in the last couple of years. And this one's pretty simple. It's just... Santa kind of gets stranded. He has no reindeer to help him out. His magic is kind of on the rocks a little bit. He gets trapped in a house, but he has to save the good kid that's uh, been stuck there and needs his help. So he's going to go full on John Wick. This movie is like literally for those that have somehow not heard about it. It's basically a Santa Claus that is doing John Wick shit. Has some diehard elements, too. And that's a violent night. So I'm just going to leave it there. Let's get into it, guys. So what were your expectations going in, Austin and Keith? And then, of course, hit me with your non-spoiler thoughts on Violet Night. Although I don't think this is one that we really have to worry too much about spoilers for. Yeah, for me, this is one that when I saw the trailer, I was like, I like the idea, but I was pretty sure it was not going to be a good movie. Just because these kind of alternative holiday movies don't usually tend to work out very favorably at the box office. Um, And I got to say, this movie is pitched as a Santa Claus action film. And if that's all you're expecting from the movie and you go into it only wanting that, I think you'll be pretty satisfied with this one. Um, David Harbour, I think, is the best part of this movie. They actually do try to do a bit more than just Santa Claus doing John Wick stuff, I think. Like they do try to expand on his own lore and tell you some interesting Santa stuff that I personally had never thought about when it comes to Mr. Kris Kringle. I do think beyond... David Harbour, there's not much else to like for this movie. So if you're only going in expecting to watch David Harbour beat up some people, I think you'll be satisfied. If you're wanting an interesting Christmas night story, 
uh, you may be kind of disappointed than beyond the rest of the surface for this movie. I do think in regards to the way the actual movie flows, there are some really cool action set pieces, but for me, there's too many breaks in between each action, and the movie does kind of start to slow down a bit. I think it's a bit too long, uh, but when we're actually in the action, it's fun, and I'm having a good time. So overall, I'd say I had a fun time with this movie. Yeah, I had a great time with this movie. Like All the action was so fun. It definitely kind of followed the plot of Die Hard in a way. You said John Wick, but I was thinking John McClane as well. And then same with uh, John Leguizamo. He, he was kind of like the, the Hans Gruber, Alan Rickman kind of character. Yeah, but it was fun. All the action was fun, like I said. A lot more gory than I thought it was going to be. was not expecting that, so that was, that was crazy and, and cool to watch. And then, yeah, like you said, Austin, like the story just kind of was whatever. I mean, in the background with the, with the family. The family, the family dynamic was very cheesy and very... Uh, very loose and whatever, but um, but I definitely like the like the lore. Like you said, it's a little bit more of a badass story of how Santa Claus comes to be. But yeah, overall, really enjoyed it. I would recommend it. Yeah, I'll uh, third you guys. Uh, I thought this movie was a blast, but I pretty much agree with like all of the positive you said and the negatives too. Like I don't know when it came to the breaks in the action when we really kind of tried to dive into this family dynamic. Some of it worked pretty well, and some of it I was kind of it wasn't that it was bad. I just was. I don't know. I just didn't really care. Um, I think Austin said it really well. There's, I think, maybe one or two too many breaks in the action here. Um, I've said, you know, if we're talking about Die Hard, which is it's hard to avoid comparisons with this movie. That's kind of a perfectly paced movie. I think it's hard to do better than that when it comes to interesting characters that fill in the breaks of the action and then have the action be great. I would say here they nailed the action. Whenever it was there, I was having a blast. Uh, Keith and I were sitting next to each other and it was a decently filled theater and it was just such a blast to like, hear people laugh along not only to the comedy but also like just the crazy action moments happening like we couldn't nobody could help but laugh even when it was like really gory it's like it was just that was the like natural reaction but yeah my my main negative is just the breaks in the action they didn't nail the pacing of that i also think it's a little bit too long but yeah everything else about it is great and like austin said i mean what they needed to nail in this movie was David Harbour as Santa and the action while it was there. And they certainly did that. I think I might have even liked everything else a little bit more, but it, it wasn't great. Like, I really liked John Leguizamo as a villain. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have too much else to say when it comes to non-spoilers. It's just David Harbour, check. Santa stuff, check. Action, check. Uh, maybe we need a little bit more from the rest of it just to, you know, pace it better. But I thought it was pretty good. And like the, the one last uh, non-spoiler positive I'll give is I did really like the relationship between um, Santa and Trudy, the girl uh, trapped in the house. I thought it was kind of a sweet, you know, kind of standard Santa and child relationship that we see in these types of movies. But it, there was like a fun spin on it with the whole die hard and action element. So I like that, too. Yeah, I feel like this movie was made for someone like me who I love this holiday, but I don't really love these holiday movies. Um, for me, this at this time of year is always kind of a slog when it comes to actual holiday movies. So movies that are different and break away from the traditional holiday story, I really love. And so I had a great time with this movie. I also think in regards to David Harbour, he's always been funny in other projects like Stranger Things or even Black Widow. But this movie, I think, really shows his comedic chops because for a lot of the film, it's just him by himself kind of talking to himself. And every time he's on screen, he's making me laugh. So I was happy to see kind of another side of David Harbour in this movie, too. Yeah, same. He's hilarious. <laughs> like I was, I was laughing out loud a lot in this movie. Yeah, I mean, the comedy it, really hit. Yeah, yeah. wasn't wasn't pure action, which is what I which is what I liked. I liked that he was definitely a funny, had some dark humor to him. I really don't mean to keep bringing up Die Hard. I knew I was going to have to mention it a couple times, but I guess you know it just keeps coming up. But I think what works so well about Die Hard and John McClane is just 
there's something special, not only about like holiday themed movies, but just a character that is really good at what they do, but they're really put off by it. And that's what John McClane is in Die Hard. And that's what David Harbour is as Santa. It's so funny. He's like, you know, he's good at the action. He's like, apparently he gets the job done when it comes to being Santa, but he hates that he has to do it. <laughs> and it's just ripe for comedy. It's so good. All right. So I think that's probably all we can say before, you know, uh, teetering into Swither territory. Again, I, I think you kind of see the trailer for this movie and you know what you're going to get. There's really not a whole lot to spoil here. I don't think anything that we're going to say in our uh, conversation later is going to make you go, whoa, if you haven't seen the movie. But again, if you haven't seen Violent Night and you kind of want to stay spoiler free, definitely we recommend go check it out. It's a blast. You'll have a good time with it. And then come on back to the rest of our conversation. And David Harbour does have a man bun in this movie. That is and true. And I was like, man. He's looking hot. <laughs> <laughs> he looked good. He looked good, I gotta say. Maybe the man bun will make a comeback thanks to Santa. All right, everybody. We are officially in Spoiler Zone. So as always, Austin and Keith, start us off with our cast and crew talk. All right. So Violent Night is directed by Tommy Ricola, who you may know from Dead Snow, What Happened to Monday, and Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. It's written by Pat Casey and Josh Miller, who are both known for the Sonic the Hedgehog movies, and produced by David Leitch, who you may know from John Wick, Atomic Blonde, Nobody, and Bullet Train. And our score for the film is composed by Dominic Lewis. All right. And going to our cast, we have David Harbour, of course, as Santa Claus, John Leguizamo as Scrooge, Alex Hassel as Jason Lightstone, Alexis Lauder as Linda Matthews, Leah Brady as Trudy, Edie Patterson as Alva, and Beverly D'Angelo as Gertrude Lightstone. All right, guys, there's our cast and crew. Any positives, any negatives? What do we got? I think, of course, the main standout here is David Harbour, but just to not spend too much time there, I think I'll give my other shout out to Edie Patterson as Alva. Uh, she's the only other part of the movie that made me laugh. I think she has great comedic timing, and she does kind of play the same character over and over, but her character, I thought, really fit into this story very well. And she has some super funny moments with the rest of her family. I mean, yeah, it's obviously, you know, a short list because it's not a big cast based on the premise of the movie. Um, but yeah, I would definitely shout out all the people behind the screen. I thought, you know, they did a great job. I love the way the movie looked. Um, yeah, so so good on them. And then if I'm not going to shout out David Harbour or Edie Patterson, I guess I'll throw mine to my boy, John Leguizamo. I've always loved this guy. You know, sometimes he's like playing a big role in a movie or sometimes he just kind of plays like a fun smaller role. Like I always liked him in the first John Wick movie is the guy running the auto shop. So he's kind of a fun character actor in that sense. And I loved him playing a bigger part as the villain here. Uh, is it an amazing character? Obviously, no, not really. There's not a whole lot there, but... When it comes to characters like Hans Gruber or like Scrooge in this case, really, it's all about, I think, the presence, kind of the charm, the funniness to the character. And I think that's kind of all you need. And I think John Leguizamo did a good job. So I enjoyed uh, the pairing of him and uh, David Harbour. Yeah, I'm going to second all of y'all's shout outs that y'all just made. Um, and I'll just add that I really enjoyed all of uh, Scrooge's minions in this in this uh, movie too like frosty krampus was the best one i thought him interacting with the family was pretty funny oh yeah yeah he was really good um i thought they were all fun they all had like their different skills and stuff like that so that was kind of cool to watch them all have like their different kind of go against david harbour all right so you know the three of us recommend the movie but let's take a quick look at what the critics and everyone else had to say so violent night received positive reviews and currently has a 70 percent on rotten tomatoes 
The site's critical consensus is, Violet Night isn't as wildly entertaining as its concept might suggest, but for those seeking a harder-edged holiday fare, it might be a ho-ho-whole lot of fun. <laughs> well, that was fun to say. Uh, critics, of course, praised David Harbour, Leah Bradley, and their relationship. The comedy and action received mostly praise, while some were more critical of the plot itself and the runtime. So kind of all things that you know we mentioned before we even kind of saw what they had to say. Yeah, I think that's a perfect analysis from the critics. I also think I could see this becoming like a cult classic in a few years where mm -hmm. maybe it doesn't stay top of mind right now, but it, it has something where it kind of brings it back into the mainstream and people are like, hey, that's a great Christmas movie, like in line with Die Hard and stuff like that. Yeah, it's one I'm going to be watching again. Definitely. Definitely fits my uh, my rewatchability criteria mm. that I'm known for. That's what know. we like to hear. <laughs> I, I need to write that down, by the way, Keith. Um, the audiences that enjoyed our last two, um, our Academy Awards <laughs> that we've done the last two years. I was trying to think about yesterday. What, what, what could be some new like categories I could come up with? And I think I am this year, as a tease for that, I am going to do the Keith Baker Most Rewatchable Award. And that's <laughs> where we each have to pick the one that we review, movie or TV, that we think <laughs> we can watch again the most. <laughs> And we will, of course, have to bring back uh, the honorary Mark Hamill most improved. Uh, but I think this year I'll be giving it to an IP instead of an actor. So a little tease. Okay. Some fun teases. I like it. I like it. And the uh, the Bad Writing Award as well, too, right? Oh, yeah. That's coming back. <laughs> there, there's a lot of opportunities It'll there. be the same franchise that won last year. It'll yeah, be Halloween. Might be Halloween and maybe all of it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, let's go ahead and dive a little bit deeper. I, again, I don't think there's a whole lot to break down here, but I still think there's some fun things to to get into here. So we each brought some points we wanted to talk about for our roundtable discussion. So who's starting me off today? Yeah, let's get right into David Harbour as Santa without any uh, spoiler guardrails on our conversation. So overall, what did we love about this character? I thought this movie had a perfect intro to this version of Santa where you get the classic civilian looking at his sleigh and it's like, wow, Santa is real. Then he throws up on her because he's been drinking too much. <laughs> like just a great way to get you into this version of Santa. I think my favorite part about this film is just his mentality of kind of like you called out, Matt, where he is Santa. He clearly gets the job done. But by God, does he hate every minute of it? And he's like peeing off the sleigh. He's abusing the reindeer. Just everything about it I thought was so funny. Yeah, um, I thought it was great. I mean, I feel like I kind of talked mostly about my thoughts on him in the non-spoiler section. I don't know how much more I have to say. I, th I think just all around every aspect of it, I thoroughly enjoyed. And just kind of the pacing of the character kind of like. Where he starts, and there's, it's not like some great arc or anything, but there is one there that you can track from beginning to end. Um, and I, I did like, hmm, how do I say it? Like, yes, he is kind of put off by the whole job, but there clearly is still, like, there's more humanity somehow to this Santa, which is kind of interesting. Like, I loved hearing him talk about Mrs. Claus, and there's never, like, a bad word to say about her. He clearly still loves her a lot, so that was really sweet, and I liked how that kind of informed the character as he went on throughout the movie. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just I liked how kind of like the traditional like things that we come to expect with Santa, like they did like a play on it here. Like I loved how his list was used in this movie. <laughs> I like that's how he was able to determine like in the John Wick or not John Wick, the John McClane style. Whenever John McClane gets to the building and he's trying to listen in, he's trying to find out how many guys are there and he starts writing down the names so he can kind of figure out like how many he has left. And so there's kind of an element of that here with Santa using his naughty and nice list to figure out how many he has to take out, which I thought was uh, super fun. Um, and then obviously the list comes back at the end. That's how John Leguizamo's character is like, oh, yeah, you are real. So, yeah, just I, I don't know. I love the comedy of the character. I thought David Harbour has a really good knack for that, even in stuff like Stranger Things, whenever he has his moments to himself, like you said, Austin, like he is 
I don't know, just like him kind of thinking out loud or talking to himself in any project he is he's in is always funny. So this is kind of a big movie for that because he's alone a lot of it. So I really enjoyed that. I like the magic aspect of the character, how he it's not working as well as it maybe should. So that kind of uh, made it feel like there was more stakes involved, which was nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, I, I loved everything. The comedy, the action, the lore. I, I already talked about like his Viking themed tattoos, but they also have like a snowflake design. I thought was so funny. Um, and yeah, and then, of course, I know, Austin, you're you're high on the lore itself, which I am, too, because any time that we can get a different version of Santa, I think is definitely appreciated just because there are so many and most of them are pretty traditional, I would say. So any different takes is always fun. Uh, and this is a very different one, but and I, but I liked it because it felt familiar to um, and different. And yeah, just overall, David Harbour, I think, kind of killed it. Yeah, I love, too, that there still are, like you called out, there still are traditional Santa stuff here. They're just used in more fun ways. Like he has, of course, the magical bag and he's trying to get a weapon from it. But kids this year only wanted video games. <laughs> yeah, so always pulling yeah. out his wrapped up video games that he can't use. Um, I also love like going into this movie. I was like, how are they going to? How are they going to sell me on the fact that Santa Claus has all these action skills? And then they're like, oh, he's a Viking. Of course he knows how to fight. He was in like the Middle Ages wars and stuff. So there's stuff like there. I'm like, that actually is really cool and makes sense. And I got to say, I have never wanted a prequel movie more bad in my life. I want to see the movie where he's a Viking and at the end of it becomes Santa. Yeah. I will pay whatever it takes to see that film. A lot better than a Northman, hopefully. <laughs> Can you imagine if Violent Night... <laughs> semicolon and then it's like some prequel title is better than the Northman. <laughs> that would be hilarious <laughs> oh man uh, i know we, we're like the three like lowest on the Northman of anybody i've talked to so it wouldn't be a high bar for us but i hope it happens and then with his magic matt too like he does have the classic oh he turns into dust and goes up the chimney but later on that's used to murder somebody oh, so there's just so much fun stuff in this movie yeah the john leguizamo kill was insane Oh my god, going to the chimney, yeah. And I like how he doesn't know how his magic works, and every time Trudy keeps asking him, like, how do you know how to do that? He's like, I don't I don't know. I don't know how this shit works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of the fact that he's been Santa for hundreds and hundreds of years, and he still has not even bothered to figure out how any of this stuff works. Like, he just does not care about this job. <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah, that was interesting to me, because I know we're talking about the Santa Clauses a lot, but I mean, that's kind of the vibe I got. Like, is this a Santa Claus situation? Like, why did he go from a Viking warrior to become Santa? I mean, ostensibly... I mean, was there already a Santa? I don't know, like, in real life, like, when did the whole legend of Santa Claus start? So, like, is if he's been Santa for, like, a thousand plus years, is he the first and only one? Or did he, was he given the job? If so, why? As a Viking warrior, like, yeah, it's actually pretty interesting. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, I li- I'd love to know more. But it, it, they did a good thing with, like, uh, putting lore in there. And again, I'm, no, I'm not surprised at all that David Leitch worked on this movie because it does feel like that first John Wick where it's a very kind of run of the mill standard linear movie, but there's just some really fun atmosphere and bits of lore in there that really kind of amplify it. That's how this feels like if they make a sequel to this, it would be nice to see them do like the John Wick chapter two and three treatment where it's like the lore starts out small, like just some seeds in the original and then it starts to grow and gets uh, more important to the story in a future movie. So, yeah, maybe. If they do sequels or they do prequels or they just do more um, in this world, it would be interesting to figure out when and why and how he became Santa and any more of this, uh, like, uh, like the magic stuff, just like kind of using more of that would be really cool. So I don't know, but it, I'm not complaining that there wasn't more because I thought they did a good job of uh, just planting it in and keeping us interested. 
Yeah, I totally agree with that. I also, if they do do a sequel and they expand the lore, like I want to see what the other mystical creatures are like in this world too. Because I was reading, apparently this movie was actually pitched as an Easter movie, but David Harbour refused to wear a bunny suit for the whole movie, which I thought was kind (laughs) of fun too. I was was imagining him just like hopping around. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they'll do that. Maybe they'll do a... A council of mystical creatures. (laughs) Yeah. You get Tim Allen in the bunny suit. He has nothing else going on. I thought the funniest action moment, well, actually there's two. Uh, and the action in general, I think is hilarious because he's clearly enjoying this more than he is actually being Santa. Like when he stuffed the grenade in the guy's armor, he's like, oh, I got to watch and like turns around. Um, I thought the kill with the Christmas tree star where that lights up and sets the guy's head yeah. on fire was like the most creative <laughs> of the movie. I thought that was so fun. Um, and then that, that main like sledgehammer set piece I thought was super cool and, and very creative too. Oh, yeah, the shed when he's taking out, like, the stormtrooper-looking guys. Yeah. yeah. It's freaking crazy. I also like the idea that if there wasn't a nice kid here, he probably would have left the family because <laughs> yeah. he does check up on them. Like, I, I like the idea of, like, well, there is a, a kid there. So, like, that also kind of tracks with Santa Claus. Yeah. I was I was just laughing so hard during most of the action because it was just so crazy uh, and so well choreographed. But in terms of, like, a joke, I don't even know if I can call it a joke because it wasn't presented as one. It was just like a funny little thing that exists in this family that I it just killed me every time they went back to it. But the idea that Gertrude Lightstone is the matriarch of this family, and then there's the Edie Patterson and then the brother. They both have kids, obviously. But in order to like somehow appease her mom, Edie Patterson named her son Bertrude. <laughs> they call him Bert. <laughs> like whenever she's like like talking shit to her brother or something i think it is or maybe even uh to his wife i think they like s- like like how dare you like s- suck up to mom or something like or something like that and then they just clap back like you named your fucking son bertrude <laughs> <laughs> oh man so good so we've talked a lot about the action and the comedy in, in regards to david harbour's character what did you guys think though about the other pacing of the film because for me i thought like we touched on in the non-spoiler section there are too many breaks here i think we could have done with a few more maybe just quick action scenes like i was really excited the first time he comes out of the room and i thought we were going to get some like stealth santa action but instead he trips and just like runs back to his room and then gets tied up really quickly it felt like there was a few more opportunities for more action set pieces to me yeah i like the i mean i like the scenes wherever he's talking to trudy on the on the walkie-talkie i didn't mind those scenes i thought there was too many scenes with the family by themselves because they don't have much to do they're just hostages i felt like that could have been given back to santa i think all the acting in the family was good but those are the scenes that i would also say i wanted to care more about the family dynamic but i just didn't like whenever they revealed that oh uh, jason i guess is his name the dad was gonna take either all the money or some of it i don't remember but he was gonna take the money that he had helped hide away so he was kind of complicit in it and then he was just gonna leave uh, that family with his family and that was treated as like some big reveal and I was kind of like I just wish I cared more I just don't um, I agree with you guys like whenever the only break in the action stuff I liked was when whenever it was like some quick cutaway to like John Leguizamo like chastising either the family or his team or something that was fun or of course the uh, Santa and Trudy conversations but anything just with the family with nothing else going on uh, was definitely my lower point as well I just didn't really care about it 
I did really love the Home Alone sequence with Trudy, though, because it does oh my kind God. of... How did we not talk about that yet? It does acknowledge like the classic thing with Home Alone of like Macaulay Culkin is a violent sociopath in that movie. And so actually seeing how violent these traps would have been, I thought was super fun. Yeah. And the reason that... I mean, Home Alone is just funny in its presentation, but the reason I thought this was so brilliant and works so well is because of the whole subversion and kind of twist on it. Because whenever they walk up to like the attic or whatever and they see on the ground is just like this shitty looking nail trap. Like, you're laughing along with the villain because we're like, okay, Trudy, you're not an idiot. I mean, did you really think they would just step on that? <laughs> like, like she's fucked. But then as it continues to play out and you realize what her actual plan was <laughs> to have the uh, ladder rung break. And then the guy fucking impales his chin uh, through his mouth with a nail. And then she just starts, like, <laughs> throwing bowling balls and eventually knocks them. And then they fall into the original nail trap. I was like, okay, that was an amazing twist on the whole home alone thing so funny and she also doesn't know like how much pain she's causing because she's just doing what the traps she saw in home alone were so i thought that was really funny too of like well it wasn't that violent in home alone and then in real life of course it (laughs) wrecks these people yeah because harry and marv (laughs) survive everything so it must be fine (laughs) well i touched on this you know with my opening thoughts with the the family aspect or dynamic being kind of goofy and not really well put together in a sense, and that was with uh, Trudy's parents coming together at the end. I know that was Trudy's Christmas wish, so they kind of had to do it. But do y'all think that was kind of that was kind of uh, goofy, or was it kind of just whatever? Like, yeah, just you just let it go with it. This was the worst written part of the film to me because the aunt calls out like, "I've been telling you forever to forget about your parents' money, and and your solution is to just steal it." She she's clearly not okay with what he did. But then the next time we see them, they're like working together and it never gets addressed again. Like there's no really earned reconciliation there to me. Yeah, not at all. They just kind of lean into the thing of, oh, whenever she gets attacked at the end, he like kind of tries to come to her rescue. I think a lot of movies just lean into that's enough to have a reconciliation, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's one of those weird things like maybe that's something I wouldn't like really care about or mention in most movies. But Whenever a movie like this I, that I think is written pretty well and is kind of constantly surprising you, whenever you're just kind of given this bland, typical, tropey, um, like written moment, that's when you're like, oh, it stands out even more. So, yeah, I, I definitely didn't like it at all. I liked both those performers. I thought they did a good job. Um, but, yeah, by the end, I was kind of just laughing at how ridiculous that was. And it really stood out as egregious to me because we spent so much time with these characters that I thought was wasted and could have been given back to Santa Claus. To, so to also have a terrible payoff there really stood out as like, what a waste of 20 minutes in this film spent on this story. I thought the family kind of deserved some comeuppance too, because they're clearly a terrible family. They tell you that all the time. The mother is like funding regime changes in other countries yeah. and stuff <laughs> like that. So they didn't get what they had coming to them. Like they're all clearly on the naughty list as well. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't know what I that's the thing, I guess. I didn't know what I wanted to happen there. Like what would have been a better ending? I don't know. It was kind of a bold choice to make them kind of most of that family, not all of them, but most of them dicks. And then at the end, they, I guess, just keep doing what they're doing. Like, I I don't think they're going to change that much. I don't know. (laughs) Not that they all needed to die or anything. But yeah, I guess I suspected there would be something that came of it but i guess this isn't the type of santa that would call people out for that i don't think he cares too much (laughs) he'll just get them coal and steal their beer now that would have been funny actually what if like they (laughs) okay now i'm doing the thing where i'm I'm rewriting something but i think it would have been funny if like whenever he gets to the sleigh at the end because the reindeer like they went to get his bag and they had that sweet moment where i can't stay mad at you guys and then you could have had like he gives trudy 
a present, even though she her wish was the parents to get back together. But then it would have been really funny if like San they had like a comedic scene where Santa reaches into his bag and like turns like Bertrude and the rest of the family's like, Well, I mean, I don't want to have to come back here, so I guess I'll go ahead and give you your presents now. And then it's just all coal. That would have been funny. That would have been like a good payoff to like they're all dicks except Trudy <laughs> and maybe uh her mom. That would have been nice. They should have done that because I think these people are gonna go do more crimes now. <laughs> okay, well I think that's Violent Night in a nutshell. So to kind of cap off our conversation here, do we want more from this team or this IP? Do we want more Violent Night sequels? Do we want a prequel? What do you want more of from this David Harbour Santa Claus adventure? I think there's a way to do a prequel, but I think now that we've been talking about it more, what I would prefer is Die Hard-esque sequels. I know most of the Die Hard sequels are bad. I think three is honestly the only one worth watching. But one of like the nice through lines throughout the Die Hard movies is... John McClane almost like looking into the camera and acknowledging how it's fucking insane that he's in this situation again. Like, how is this happening to me this many times? Um, I love that. And I think it's a very easy opportunity to do that for David Harbour Santa. Like, how how is this happening? Does, is, does this happen every year and I'm just too drunk to to notice? So maybe he just keeps finding himself in these crazy situations where he has to whip out his old uh, action Viking skills. Um, so I think that's what I would like. Um, and then like around that whole like too old for this shit, you know, type attitude, just throw in some more lore, throw in some more Santa magic. Uh, they did a great job in this movie of like playing around with the list, the bag, kind of all those things and doing new things with it. So I think keep doing that. I'd love for Mrs. Claus to be introduced in some fashion. Um, and yeah, just kind of expanding the lore, like how I mentioned the John Wick movies did as they went on. I think I, I know it's not an easy thing to do, but I guess what I'm saying is just from like a premise standpoint, I think they could very like easily make good sequels to this. Um, but I guess, you know, it depends on the box office. But I hope we get sequels like that. Um, I'd be really excited for this to be like a kind of ongoing holiday franchise where they release one every couple of years or something. Yeah, a sequel would be cool. Um, see Mrs. Claus, of course. It'd be interesting to to know who would play her or find out who would, who would be playing her. And what is she? Is she also like a Viking queen or something? If, mm. if he was from the Middle Ages? Yeah, when like, did he meet her? Yeah, it would be nice for her to, for whatever reason, maybe she, uh, she gets involved in the action. If like they're both Vikings, it'd be fun for them to do a team up. <laughs> so many possibilities. I really don't know what I would want, but yeah, some, definitely some flashbacks to his Viking days combined with uh, a new action sequence. For some reason, this movie has really stuck with me, and I've been thinking about what I want from this a lot. Um, I do want a prequel, because I think with stuff like this, like somehow John Wick has made it stay fresh, that franchise. But I think with something like this, there's a cap on what you can do before it just starts to feel dumb, and you kind of lose interest. So I think a prequel movie could really work for this one. I also think a sequel, not set necessarily on Christmas Eve, but set at the North Pole, where they have room to expand out the world, and for whatever reason, the North Pole is under attack or something. And they get to see like the elves and how things work there. That would really expand the lore. I think something like that would have to happen. I think if we did another, like he's stuck in a building on Christmas Eve, that would just feel like they're repeating things. So I think we need a fully new setting and a different premise for a sequel story. But I would totally see a movie that's just a prequel Viking story with him. Yeah, I agree. I think there's tons of opportunity. Um, and it is, I think, you know, I, I, we don't often talk this much about what we would hope for a prequel or sequel or franchising, but I think. They just did a good job, man. I think they planted those seeds, like we said, and we're definitely excited and curious for more. Like, I really hope, from what I was looking at yesterday, it seems like this movie is doing really well at the box office. It only costs $20 million to make, so I feel like if it, you know, clears it, makes its money back, and turns even just a little bit of the profit, I, I, think, I hope that they would explore sequels. Like, I know the first John Wick, it didn't cost very much, and it didn't make, like, 
that much more. Like it made a little bit of a profit, but it made, I guess, enough for them to explore sequels and then it became huge. So I would hope that uh, we could uh, have that for this because it, it, I think we could. I think we could. And I would I would love it. And John Wick had enough word of mouth that once it went to streaming, that's where it really took off. So I think when this movie gets to streaming, it's really going to help it out, too, because if it's just on Netflix and you can just quick play and watch it, I think a lot more people are going to see it. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that David Harder's action Santa Claus would actually be a good movie and I would want more from it? I want the Violent Night franchise to happen. Me too. I didn't care about it until I saw that trailer. And no joke. I think Keith and I both said the trailer for Violent Night was probably the best thing we saw the night that we saw <laughs> Halloween ends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, can't wait. All right. Well, uh, there you go. That's Violent Night. Uh, full recommendation from us. Excited for more. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and close out here. Before we do, we got to do our Arnie's Podcast Awards, the part of our show where we can just pick something positive. Can't be negative. It's just something that we think deserves specific praise from the thing we are talking about. Um, yeah. Austin or Keith, anything that you think is awards worthy? Yeah, I'm going to give the most heartwarming relationship award. Uh, Matt, you mentioned how much he loves Mrs. Claus in this movie, and that never wavers. But that's not what this award is going to. It's to his love of his hammer, Bone Crusher. I love when he finds the the hammer in the garage or the shed or whatever, and it shines a light on it. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry, Trudy. Santa's going to tear to these guys like milk and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give the best bootlegger award to david harbour santa claus this guy knows how to steal some beer steal some whiskey especially the whiskey part that cracked me up whenever he like popped it open he's like this is some primo shit (laughs) (laughs) he took a swig from it (laughs) poured him a glass so good i think mine is a very specific one i don't know if you guys share this but growing up in like movies or tv whenever you would see characters like either like climb up or climb down a chimney I know we didn't see that a lot, but I saw it enough that I got scared when I was a kid. The idea of getting stuck in a chimney really freaked me out. And I guess I'm giving my award. I don't know who it goes. Does it go to me for having my fear restored? I'm not sure uh, who it goes to in that sense. But watching what happened to John Leguizamo in that chimney just made me go, yeah, dude, chimneys are fucking scary. I don't like them. (laughs) I'm afraid. Oh, man. So funny. I thought the Santa Claus turning into dust, like looked the best I've ever seen it look in a Christmas movie in this film. They actually put their money to that. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I like that a lot. All right. Well, that's Violent Night. There are your awards. I think uh, we're going to be giving some more along the way. We want to praise and shower this movie with all the awards. But for now. That's... And I love the sleigh. I love the sleigh, the sleigh design. I love that it's just a Viking boat. Yeah, that was really cool. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening out there. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit that follow button so you never miss our upcoming content. Also, if you wouldn't mind sharing us with the friend, we'd really appreciate that to continue to grow our show. Please leave us reviews as well. Even if you don't want to write anything, leaving us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please really help us out. At The Arnie's is our social, and the Arnie's.media is the website. We'll be back next Tuesday for my favorite episode of the year. It's time to do our third annual Best Holiday Movie Bracket. Guys, I know we've uh, you know been uh, scrambling to get these all watched, and we have, I guess, another week or so to get it done. But how are you feeling about the lineup so far? Uh, more hits than misses? I know last year, probably more misses than hits. Are we feeling better? Where are you guys at? I'm not sure about hits and misses, but I think we have enough different holiday movies this year that's going to be interesting conversation um i'm about i'm about halfway through right now a little bit more than halfway through and definitely liking a lot of movies i've seen before 
And then there's de- definitely some new ones on there that I'm enjoying. Um, and there's maybe one or two I'm kind of just iffy on. So really, so far, no bad ones for me. Yeah, this is always the bracket. That's a slog for me because I'm not a holiday movie <laughs> guy. But I will say I've been enjoying a good amount of these. Right, so I'll take been, it. Been easier this year than in the past years. Uh, and lastly, we put out our third episode on Andor this year, last week. So if you want to hear our thoughts on that finale, the final wrap up for that show, be sure to go check that episode out. I saw they are already in production on season two, so hopefully we are getting that sooner rather than later. And lastly, we want to hear from you, so please send us a message on Instagram at the Arnie's or email us thearniesmedia at gmail.com. What did you think of Violent Night? Do you want to see more holiday movies like this? Anything you say we'll read on the show and react to it live on our latest episode. That's all right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this episode and Violent Nights. Um, have a great rest of your week, and we'll be back for the holiday movie bracket. So you know Austin will be upset. I'll be happy, which makes me even happier. See you then. See ya. (laughs) Santa Claus is coming to (laughs) town.